If we had a Dalmatian for every episode we've done, we could make a coat. Fucking hell. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And this night changes everything for me, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's been putting out a lot of advertisements. It's Mark. Well, howdy. Wow. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, coming to us from listener suggestion, listener John, uh, we watched 2009's The House of the Devil, um, which we will dive all the way into real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So don't say we didn't warn you about that. But first, we better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, mm. what are your beers for these fears? Indeed. I'm drinking a Blood Runs Cold IPA by Ten Barrel Brewing. Okay. Kind of cool. generic, but this is a hard movie to beer, and there's, you know, there's dead bodies, and their blood is cold, and it's running a boot, so topical. Nailed it. Oh. It's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go next. Mine's worse than that. I'm drinking Shiner Bach, because uh, this is a throwback movie, and it's about a college kid. It's a throwback and, movie? Uh, throwback movie, exactly. Perfect. And... When throwing back to our college days, uh, Jake, you and I especially drank a large number of Shiner Box in college. We were sort of, yeah, we didn't really have much choice, Jack. Not on trivia night, we didn't. No. So did you I, uh, did you drink I'm, those Shiner's Bach whilst babysitting a grandparent of some type? Mm, we don't need to get too far into Jake's sexual history, so we'll we'll just okay. table that's that. Fair. For yeah, now. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. We'll get into um, it. Later. Yep. Makes yeah, sense. <laughs> it'll come back. No, up. we don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, wanted to throw back, wanted to, to relive the glory days of college, Robot. so I'm drinking Shiner Bach. Jake, yeah. what are your beers for these fears? Uh, I'm drinking The Optimist, which is an IPA by Fort George Brewing. I, this is a movie, you'd have to be a real optimist, even in her situation where she needed money, to think that this situation is going to go anything but poorly. <laughs> So she is an optimist, apparently. Yeah, and this is this beer. This is this is a rare week, guys. I think after a hundred episodes, we've finally goddamn done it. We all had a, at least acceptable beer for fear. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I thought they were all pretty bad. <laughs> well, that sounds Frankly. about right. That sounds about right. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we would hit you with what else has been rocking our collective horror worlds, but this. The episode is going to drop sometime near the first of the month, that month being September of 2018. It'll drop on the third. Drop on the third. It'll drop so... on Labor Day. <laughs> the hype machine, Mark. Mark, you know that the, the listeners can't see the hand gestures you're making. Yeah. I feel really, like they can hear them, though. Really gets the crowd up, though. <laughs> it comes really, through really in the, the energy, the bounciness <laughs> of my voice. Oh, God. In any case, moving on from that, uh, that means it's time for the Horror Release Roundup, or HRR, over at the website, adchorror.com. We are going to break down each and every movie we were able to find uh, in the horror genre coming out uh, in September of 2018. But here on the podcast, we don't want to talk about every single one of them, so we're just going to hit you with the top one, bottom one, and a dark horse. Now this week, I'd like to start with our bottom ones. Mm. What are we least excited about coming out in September? Mark. This month. Oh. This month. So this is actually a pretty good month, right? September, lots of talent. It's like the little brother of October. It, it seems fine, yeah. The things yeah. that don't want to like directly compete with the big month of October, but you know they're early to the party. So there's right. a lot of quality here. This is and a pretty big I, month. 
It is. And I feel like, I feel bad because I actually feel like this is probably going to be an interesting movie, but the genre of horror it is, which is baby horror, is one that just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. I picked Cynthia, which is, you know, a couple has a baby. Baby happens to be a disgusting monster that kills everyone. Eh. <laughs> eh. I, I don't know. I just can't get excited for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, this sure. one is... I'm, I'm not excited for it. But it yeah, has pink it, that's font. exactly my point. It has what, Jake? There's pink font. Yeah, it has pink font. That's Sid Haig's in it. Also accurate. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah. Jake, what's your bottom one? The basement. <laughs> right, right where well, it belongs. Uh, Mark picked first, or I would have gone with that one. With his. <laughs> I mean, it it looks pretty befuddling, and it doesn't look entertaining. So, eh. fair enough. I do kind of like the variety. synopsis, though. Uh, sure. It seems really weird. And, and Mark, what do you like about the synopsis? Bill is a twisted serial killer who wishes to reenact his own capture with Craig playing the part of Bill and Bill playing everyone else. Everyone else. I don't, <laughs> it's pretty good. What? <laughs> it's just, what? I don't know. It's obviously trying to be like split, but I don't know. I just, I just reading the synopsis before I saw any actual like video of the thing, I thought it might be kind of charming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't disagree with the pick, mind you. It looks bad, but you know, I was at least was on the right footing to start. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, look, I'm going to catch some flack for my bottom one. Are you? I know that right up front. I'm uh, sure you will. I picked Mandy as yeah, my that, bottom that's one. That's You're wrong. wrong. This is Nicolas Cage giving, quote, the performance of a lifetime. Which means and it's that's be why great. it's the best. Fuck. I am so. No, I'm fucking tired of it. Nick Cage is it. It's going to be wacky and terrible. Fuck that. No, I'm tired of it. It's going to just be bad. Nick Cage isn't fun. Oh, Nick, oh my free. God. You're so wrong. What? Nick Cage was fun. 15 Nick years Cage ago. He is fun. He was fun 15 years ago. Now he's just depressing and fuck. It's Why is boring. No, he used now. to be what good, happened? and now he's just fucking psycho. And everyone knows it, but he doesn't, and that's what's amazing about it. Is that I'm really what happened? Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Is that really what happened, Mark? Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, since you were so clear about it, okay, fine. That was very convincing. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of it. I get it. Nick Cage is an idiot, and he does too much, and he's wacky. I don't fucking care. He's just a wacky guy. I have another problem with this trailer okay, as well. There, okay. It better not be anything that I think you're about to say. It has to do with the director and how the director is marketed in the trailer. Oh. Um, I think right after Nick Cage giving the performance of a lifetime, it says, coming from, quote, visionary director, Panos Cosmatos. Are you ra- are you being racist against the Greeks right now? Because I don't really like it. I am not. Okay, I think I'd never are. heard of the man. Are you being racist against people who have vision? I Googled him. Are you being racist against the pigs' countries, Jack? I Googled him. Okay. He has... It, the His Wikipedia page says he's known for two movies. One of them is Mandy. Uh, the other one is a Canadian science fiction horror movie I've never heard of. Sounds awesome. We should watch it. So it I just can't... What's called? What's called? What's I don't called? remember. Are we sure it's science fiction? That's what Wikipedia said. It's I'm not sure. I haven't fiction. seen it. It probably is science fiction. <laughs> uh, so I just... He's not a, a visionary director? No. You don't know? You're just Maybe he's hater, visionary. Man. Fuck, yeah, it's unproven. Just a hater. Should we I am to, a hater. Should we go to Dark Horses? Let's go to a Dark Horses. Great, Pull me I want to go first. Here. Okay. I want to go first because wow. mine's Mandy. <laughs> oh, shit. So Fuck hear me out you. here. Like, this is a Spectre Vision movie, all right? And Spectre Vision, to your point, Jack, I'll start with your point. Spectre Vision is in the business of taking films that are a little bit different, and that's probably a generous way of putting it. <laughs> They're movies that aren't for everyone and giving them a place 
to be distributed, et cetera, right? And I think that's kind of the perfect definition for a dark horse. Like, I don't think this is going to be for a lot of people, but it's got Nick Cage. I don't care what you say about that. That's going to draw in a certain crowd. Yes, right the there. Mark crowd. It has a style to it that looks like, unlike actually a lot of other things that I've seen before. A lot going on here. A lot to digest in a trailer. This could be really fucking dumb. It could also be really interesting and entertaining. I just don't know. <laughs> it could be both. I'm hoping it's not the neither proposition, right? Yeah. I, I, to boring. me, this movie is a stone-cold dark horse. Uh, it's a reasonable analysis. It's a reasonable analysis. Thanks, Mark, what's your nice dark thing horse you ever said to me? I'm just going gonna to pile on this so we don't have to belabor the thing. Mandy's my top one. I think it's going to be <laughs> amazing. But that movie is also <laughs> it's your top exactly one. It's because it's Nick Cage, dude. Oh, God. Did you have any doubts? Yes. Oh. I was hopeful. Well, the world's a hell of a place, Jack. <laughs> I was expecting you guys to shit all over it even more, uh, but since Jake is actually kind of leaning toward my side, I think that's a good indicator that this might actually be a decent movie. <laughs> uh, my actual dark horse is Trench Eleven, which is probably a really bad choice on my part, but uh, I think it's like World War Two. It actually seems more like World War One or whatever. But there's a it is World War it's one. World War One. Okay, they don't whatever. Why is this a bad decision on your part? Um. I just think it's actually going to be terrible, but it's interesting enough. War is underrepresented as a genre. Totally. The problem is it's just going to be like shitty zombie effects. They're just going to shake the camera and there's going to be a dude with like some pale face makeup on who's just sort of like shambling toward people. And that's going to be the whole thing. And then the part that I actually do think they did pretty well is they have these like parasitic worms coming out of people. And I actually thought that looks pretty good. It does. There were no effects in this trailer that to me looked downright bad. Um, I agree. The actual zombies don't look good. Uh, I don't remember much of them. I'm too busy thinking about those weird parasitic things flying out of the guy's face like something out of the thing. If it is a zombie, it looked a lot like the creatures from The Descent, uh, which isn't a which is not The Descent's strongest feature. Sure. Oh, I disagree. I think The Descent's creatures looked great, but these just looked sort of bland. I don't know. I guess we'll see, but <laughs> we will see. And we're going way out of order, but we have to. Trench Eleven was my top one. <laughs> So and, and tied for my top one. I, I'll say. I fucking love <laughs> horror movies, man. And this is like this is absolutely going to the hot take, guys. Absolutely going to be the best World War One horror movie since Death Watch. <laughs> absolutely, possibly it's a wide the open best field World right War there. Movie since before Death Watch as well. The only thing that I think that it, the only thing that could keep this from unseating Death Watch from its rightful throne as best World War One horror movie ever is that this doesn't have Andy Serkis in it. Oh That's God. true. To That's my true. knowledge. Now, you love Nick Cage and you hate Andy Serkis. You're a lunatic. That movie, I love Andy Serkis. That movie was garbage. You're garbage. You it gets garbage. worse the more one. I think about it. I think Jack, I would rate it lower now than I did at the time. <laughs> just talk about two movies. Go. Uh, Jesus. Should we my, just skip him? My dark horse is the house with a clock in its walls. Yeah. I think that's that's fine. I'm glad uh, we're talking it. about that. It's one that maybe it'll be a little too kid-friendly no, to be. No, fuck that. Uh, it's but fine. If it's well-written and it looks well-written and it looks well-acted, it could be really goddamn enjoyable. It's whimsical. You know what? Yeah, totally you know what, whimsical. I, I feel like it's going to feel a lot like the Goosebumps movies that also just came out with Jack Black in it, and it was for kids, but it was still awesome. I think this is gonna be better than that. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is definitely gonna be better than that. And it was still pretty. Yeah, good, so, so I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I think it looks decent. I yeah. wholly agree with that. Uh, my top one. We'll we'll move on to top ones. We've already done Mark's top one and mine. 
And Jake's top so one. Just you. You my, just Trench you 11 was half of my top one. Okay. The I picked it because the other one I picked for my top one, I think, is a, is a cop-out pick in The Nun, right? Okay. Eh. This movie's going to be well-made. It's going to be scary. It's going to be decent. And it's not going to be too much more beyond that. I mean, yeah, I just I, I got really turned off by Insidious The Last Key. I feel like they totally lost track. Yeah, I, I didn't see The Last Key. I, I probably Don't. should still see it. But even so, I mean... <sighs> This, it's a different franchise. I mean, number one. Yeah. <laughs> Num- number two, the other series of, of the other split-off franchise from the same universe, Annabelle, has both been pretty decent. I don't think the first one was all that decent. Yeah, I did not like the decent. first one. Better. Second one was good. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. Look, we're all going to end up seeing it. Look, it's hard, to, it's hard to shit on someone saying that that's top. I mean, that's the big dog this month. Yeah. It is. Just objectively is. Um, yeah. I would like to talk about the other big dog. The Predator's if, coming out. Yeah, that, that, that's, that was what awesome. I was going to say. If Jack's allowed to have two top yeah. ones, I'm going to take another top one, and it's going to be The Predator. Yeah, I mean, that's It's fine. impossible to argue with picking that either, because right. The Predator looks fucking rad. Yeah. All I'm, of them. I'm, all of The Predators. And it's got Keegan-Michael Key in it. Dude, this formula will never <laughs> get old. We need to make this no, movie won't. every single year from here until eternity. Well, and I got to tell you, I'm absolutely seeing The Predator before I'm seeing The Nun. I'll so, probably see The Nun first. Yeah, but. whatever. I might go to it with you. Who knows what happens? <laughs> He'll really probably like you, buy though, so. like five tickets. You'll use one of them, and then the other four will go vacant, and then he'll see it like three months later. Yes, that sounds accurate. Yep. Yep. Any others we want to hit before we move on? I wanted to touch on one theme which I found very strange. Uh, this is a movie. This is a month full of movies that are just like singling out girls' names. So if your name is Diane, Mara, Lizzie, Cynthia, Mandy, it might be a tough month. <laughs> Lizzie makes sense, right? Yeah, Lizzie Borden. Yeah, as the t- and it's about Lizzie Borden and yeah. all that shit. But uh, there's a lot of, of horror movies that are just a woman's name. But yeah, just five in one month. I mean, come on. Overwhelming number this month, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It's it. a trend. Oh, one last thing before we move on. We need to touch on this one because actually, in retrospect, if Mandy were not out there, this would have been my top one. Uh, mm. Hellfest. You know, you you already picked a second top one. But Predator is always like the second top one because it's not really a horror movie. It's an action movie. And you just want to talk about it. Not all me. right. All right. We all have right. to talk, talk about, about Hellfest. Hellfest. Hellfest looks incredible. Does it? It does. It really, really does. I'm I think skeptical. this genre is officially empty now. It's full, whatever, after this movie. We don't need any more people getting massacred in a funhouse or whatever thing. So, so you meant the exact opposite of empty when well, you said it. Yeah. The gas tank is empty. The genre is full. Okay. They're Whatever. out. They're out of juice. They're out of juice. But 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 this one still get looks like it's gonna get across the finish line. Okay, <laughs> this doesn't look that bad. At first, I thought it was that movie from last month. Yeah, Bloodfest. Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's almost the same goddamn name too. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough. Honestly, I'm gonna uh, get Bloodfest thinking it's Hellfest and then be very disappointed yeah, and be really pissed off. <laughs> yep. Shit, dude. Guaranteed. That's gonna agreed. Work. Yeah, that that is what'll happen. Any other movies you want to mention, Mark, now that you've mentioned almost every single one of them? No. How about Redcon 1? How about we talk about Redcon 1? Oh, God. <laughs> the Kung Fu Zombie movie. Let's move past it. I don't want to talk about that one. Let's go to the feature presentation. Fine. Over at agencyhorror.com this week, we watched 2009's The House of the Devil. Uh, which was sent in to us by listener John um, as a what a reward for him re- reviewing the podcast. So thanks, John. Thanks, Good John. Work. We watched we watched your movie. Um, 
much appreciated. I kind of liked what we did uh, on the 100th episode where none of us really picked it. So we kind of just went around in circles on the, uh, what, the 30-second the plot synopsis. How do we feel about that particular paradigm? I second that idea. I like it. Sounds like it'll be tough. Let's do it. All right. So what's our order here, boys? I don't know. All right. I'll go first. Mark your second. Jake, your third. That okay. sounds fine. All right. So we'll just uh, each take 10 seconds and just yep. jump in after 10. Exactly. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start, I guess, when I start. Our protagonist is a young woman in college whose roommate is, like, slamming mad tail all over town. Um, she is broke and needs the first month's rent to get an apartment, so she takes out Mark. an ad. And then she oh goes boy. to this place that needs a babysitter. She goes there. It's rented by this old dude. He's a weirdo. Uh, Greta Gerwig's her friend. She drives away, leaving Samantha at the house Jake. alone. Oh, my God. She explores the house. Eventually, she gets drugged in her pizza. She wakes up and is having a ritual performed on her because there's an eclipse. Uh, she ends up killing herself. Trying to uh, you guys really fucked me on that one. I, look, I didn't do a great job, and then Mark see, took the, too long to jump first, back in. See, last okay, last week I took too long in the in the opening leg. It's difficult. The opening leg. Mark is saved it last week, and in this one he really didn't. He really, he didn't really save didn't. it. <laughs> I can't be the hero every single week, you guys. No, it's it's okay. Uh, in any case, she tries to kill herself. She ends up not dying. Uh, but it, it more on a that later. whole thing. The there's end of this whole, movie is baffling. It goes to, me. to a place, and hey, we will talk about this in probably every segment of yep. of the podcast. Yep. So we'll, we'll, I'll just refrain right now. I'm I'm gonna sit on my vocal hands <laughs> for a moment. You're gonna um, sit yeah, on so your vocal hands, just so you know, listener. He's sense. sitting on his literal hands as well. And so he's got all ones. of his hands pinned underneath his buttocks. <laughs> well, it's actually under my creamy thighs, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, where does one start and the other begin, Jake? I could show you. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey. <laughs> what did you guys know about this movie before we watched it? Because I knew literally nothing. Nothing. I knew, I knew Ty, Ty West, West actually. Yeah, I knew it was a Ty West movie. I'd had this on my Shutter watch list for a really long time, like well over a year. So I was happy that John recommended it. Yeah. I'd heard it was a pretty good one. And I also knew it was slow burn and done in the style of like the 70s, 80s schlock fests. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's about it. It really does Which have like a Black kind of a Christmas lot. vibe to it, filming-wise. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you Mark, you in about the same boat? I I knew that sounds. it was Ty West. I kind of explored his IMDb page a few times and stumbled backwards into it, but I didn't know anything sure. about it. I didn't know the style. I didn't know any of the actors or actresses or the plot. I knew nothing. Yeah, and I knew I knew absolutely nothing except for what John put in his email, which is that like uh, I think the way he couched it was kind of in this era where a lot of this throwback stuff with Stranger Things and it and all this kind of stuff is happening. This one does a throwback vibe, and I think he was positing it like this one does it right. If I'm remembering, I, his would, email I was going to say this one does it. I don't know if it does it right because I don't want to say that Stranger Things does it wrong, but like it definitely does it differently. It does, it does it way it differently. More. It does it much more gritty, much less neon, much less like overproduced. Well, it's, it's music go well, yeah. It's stuff. going for a different thing, though. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the Stranger Things and your its of the world are going for a more wistful, um, you well, know, kind of nostalgia. I think and the that, other, yeah, the other part of that too is that it's going for the nostalgia piece, whereas this is going for the it could have been that piece. Right. There is a there is an authenticity to the way that this was created from going right down to the filming equipment that they used right. that you don't see in a big production like a Stranger Things, like an It. Right. Film that on 16 it. millimeter, we that should say. That helps it. Yeah. They didn't film regard. It on 16 millimeter? What? <laughs> Whoa, dude. Yeah. 
Jack has no idea what our next part is. I don't. What's is our, it worth the movie? What's, no. what's, what's our award-winning segment, Jack? Oh, what in the fuck subgenre <laughs> of horror is this movie in your earballs. Yeah. If we had a Dalmatian for every episode we've done, we could make a coat. Fucking hell. Uh, slasher. Slasher? Yeah, it's a this slasher. A fucking slasher? It's a slasher Get the fuck out of here. This is a cult movie. Definitely a okay. cult movie. Not, not a C-U-L-T, real genre. C-U-L-T, not C-O-L-T, not nor... Yeah. It's all, it all. It also is all. Ooh, it is also occult. Movie. Are you having a stroke? Occult and occult. Yes, I see what you're saying. And an occult movie. Yes, Whoa. we got there. That took a while. That's um, it. It's a house and houses. Astrological phenomenon. Is that one? No. Mark. Well, first off, I think it was just astronomical. Phenomenon. Oh shit! Is this science fiction? No. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely science fiction. Definitely, well, we it's, got it's it. more science fiction than it is astrological phenomena. Wouldn't this fall into astrology? I mean, wouldn't like all of the Satanism bullshit fall into astrology because they're like ascribing bullshit meanings to astronomical things? I don't think so. I don't think astrology and s- Satanism are are linked quite like that. But regardless, this isn't about astrological phenomena. This is about Mark. How deep a bench is astrological phenomenon? There's stuff. There is stuff. I agree. <laughs> I'm just seeing what you can. I'm trying to see what you can rattle off in, in like immediately. What year did oh, they none. figure I out that the constellations had shifted enough Coherence? so like the zodiac signs are incorrect? Because that was an astrological oh, 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 event. Oh, oh, oh. How about what was the Coherence? what was that what was that Coherence? Spanish movie we all liked on Netflix like a couple months ago? Shit, Veronica. That, one. that had that had Veronica. It. Yeah, Veronica. Yeah, yeah Veronica. Veronica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Coherence. Coherence. Yeah. Ooh, Not many. Yeah. Not many. I would right. say so. Here's the thing. I would say coherence is, is an sci-fi. astronomical phenomenon because it's not they're not oh. like interpreting it in a way that has meaning. It's just something else that is happening. Coherence that's is that's sci- what this movie is. Coherence in- is also a sci-fi movie, just like this movie. They don't in, in in this movie they don't they're not interpreting the star signs and stuff. They just happen to be doing it on an eclipse, and the eclipse gets all fucked up as an astronomical I like, phenomenon. I feel like it's implied that the fact that it's on an eclipse is important to the thing, which means that it's involved as a symbol. Oh oh oh, Halloween uh three, whatever that one was, season of the witch. That's season of the one. witch. Totally okay, great. We figured that out. Oof. See, it's Jesus a deeper bench than we thought. It's not. I still don't think this is astrological phenomenon. I, I think I'm this is. It. I'm adding it. Like, You're adding it. Okay. Oh, he's God. It. Hey, everybody. He's adding it. Oh fuck. Are you happy? Now our perfect list is now complete horseshit. Or better. Our otherwise perfect list. This is what gives you the Razzie, Mark. This. <laughs> well, good. All right, boys. All right, boys. Let's let's dive into this fucking thing. What does this movie do right? Style. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, filmed on 16 millimeter. It, it completely it, goes for it, and making a choice to do something in an authentic way leads to an authentic experience. That's what this does, and it, it is better for having done it. And it kills it. They slay it. They do a really good job. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, the way, and it's it's not just, I mean, we talk about it from a technical aspect when you're like, okay, you're on 16 millimeter, but it's also having a really good, on, in Ty, on Ty West's part, having a really good understanding and showing not to be too like artsy fartsy, but like student of the genre type deal. Like think about the types of shots that were involved in Yo, this, right? Like yeah. I think back to one where she's coming out of the dorm shot composition and it tracks her as she walks towards you to where she's basically taking up all of the frame and she's frankly blown out. And then it starts following her from there. That's the type of shit you would see in all those quickly produced low budget things from the seventies and eighties 
all the time. And yeah, he I mean, nails right, so many shots like that. Right down to like when he's focusing on stuff, he zooms in on it instead of a big boom. You know, instead of the the dolly exactly he's everywhere, just, he, he has a camera in. and yeah. he moves it around yep. to get what he needs to get because he's on to the next shot. Well, no, and he, that like, mixed with really cool artistic shots of the. I'm thinking of the one kind of towards the beginning with the the tree in the darkness, kind of alongside the road. Is a really cool one. Another one is when she's on the phone and they're just filming the sink yes, that's for a, a while. One. Like there's some really beginning. cool shots in there. But actually, yep. Jake, you're exactly wrong. He really doesn't move the camera. He uses the camera's zoom. No, that's what I'm saying. Is he oh, doesn't okay. move the I camera? Okay, you said the opposite. It might have come yeah. out wrong. <laughs> I no. think it did come out the opposite. Yeah, it came out. It came out the opposite. Okay. My bad. He does not move it. Whereas in typical, yes. Got it. <laughs> okay good in, in in a typical movie you would move the camera and probably have a cut involved but yeah even <laughs> this does even not just do aside that. from like the actual framing and focus of the shot the the stuff he puts just in frame is is very reminiscent of days of yore as you might say um absolutely yeah, even like you're saying the dramatic close-ups just the fact that it's just like randomly the sink in the lower left third of the scene, and that's it. And you can kind of see, like, the steam coming out. That's, like, a perfect old-school shot. Right. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, really really awesome. And it gives it a certain element of grit, like we kind of already talked about, too, right? Which I think is kind of important for capturing that vibe as well. It's not just about, the like, the technical aspects. It's not just about your shot composition. It Well, in this case, it is, but it's also some of the implementation. Yeah. And a lot of the sets kind of contribute to that, too. And sets is almost not the right word like mark was talking about well, sink steam, oh i got a i got like a that. i got a word for you that's all really it's actually important three words hyphenated together but mise-en-scene is what the is oh. what the term is in film right yeah it's the mise-en-scene it's the combination of everything from props to like hair to makeup to the sets you're on to ev- it, it, it all comes together it all culminates Correct. really really well mise-en-scene 10 out of 10 <laughs> exactly yeah i think i think that's really cool we'll, we'll all add that as one of our categories don't do it <laughs> just don't one thing i wanted to add there they only did this once but one of the edits that like really made me kind of nostalgic of the older stuff was when she's waiting for uh the guy to arrive and she's sleeping on the steps or whatever and she goes from sitting up and then there's like not a hard cut but they do like a fade cut where it's the exact same frame but she just moves from being sitting up to laying down and i thought they were going to do more of that and then there's only one of those and i find that kind of weird in retrospect i really dig that yeah but but I do really dig it. Yeah. It's I a do cool too, shot. but I don't know why yeah, they didn't totally. do it more. It probably would have gotten kind of annoying after a while. Yeah. Actually, so it's, I'm glad. They I didn't. was just going to say, that's why they didn't yeah. do it more. hundred <laughs> percent. I, what this ends up feeling like to me is the best word I can come up to describe it is voyeuristic. Ooh. Yeah. It kind of feels like you're watching in on something that you aren't necessarily supposed to be. a. Oh, I like of. that. Yeah. I buy that. It, I mean, you mentioned black Christmas that had a very similar feel to me. Yeah. The way oh, in which yeah. it is shot feels a little bit voyeuristic. And it, I think that this captured that almost perfectly. Yeah. He does a great job of pulling from, you know, it's forebearers. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. I want to praise the performances here. I think overall they're, they're very strong. Um, Needed more D Wallace. <laughs> Need more D Wallace, but like Jocelyn Donahue is the, the main actress. And I think she does a terrific job of, feeling kind of meek and trod upon and like a little bit hopeless and then strong when shit starts to go down. Yeah. She doesn't do anything that's just completely stupid. Um, I mean, we'll talk about some of the stuff she does in the, in a certain station a little bit later on, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, yeah, by and large, she carries the movie. There aren't a whole lot of other characters involved here. Yeah. I would, I would give a nod to Mr. Ullman, Tom Noonan's character. 
He's not on yeah. screen for a lot of time, but he does a great job being like the innocent, but also there's definitely something fucked up about him role. Yeah, so so my note here was that he is really creepy when he's on the phone, but not so creepy that it's a guaranteed you wouldn't go. I don't know, man. And when he's on the phone, he sounds exactly like John Doe. He doesn't sound good on the phone. But then when she gets there, he's like charming enough and, and like help me enough that I, I could see buying it like yeah you lied to me and this is creepy and weird but also okay i kind of get it that's a, that's a reasonable he, explanation and i don't totally disbelieve it i think the way he sells the pizza thing is like a great encapsulation of how good he is in that role because it's simultaneously very earnest and if you were in the role of jocelyn of uh, samantha excuse me you'd be like okay he just whatever he's making sure i have pizza but as a person watching the movie, you are now fixated on the pizza and what's wrong with the pizza and why he wants her to have the pizza so fucking bad. Because he brings that up like four times, and it's a little bit weirder every single time. <laughs> Young people love pizza. It's true. We do. Well, well. <laughs> well, I got, I got some news for you, Mark. <laughs> what's the news? He's lumping himself into the category of young people. You don't know that. I'm Jack. still young. Jack, we're forever young. Okay. Forever okay. young. <laughs> I'm going to pile on because we were already kind of talking about the overall like sense of the movie. They shot this whole thing for less than a million dollars, which is pretty impressive. It's cheap as balls. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, mean, they did it. And I think they did it in like two weeks and change. That helps. That helps. That's also how a lot of those movies were shot. That they're I mean, it, it does help. To. There's not a lot of big name talent on it either. Aside from, uh, I mean, there's talent on it, but you're not getting any like A-listers or Mark, whatever coming in. Fucking Tom Newton was Frankenstein's monster in the Monster Squad. Yeah, get what do you mean there's no talent? Get the shit out of here, man! I don't need this trash belittling. I that. love me some Tom Newton. He's not pulling in Brad Pitt money. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, because the world is an unjust place. This was a yeah. passion project, you know. He may, he probably did this pro bono because Tom Newton's a cool guy. He might have. Maybe he did. He might have. Anyways, anytime you can shoot a movie for under a million, I have no idea what it made, but I'm sure it made its money back. Yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. That's a pretty good feat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think another thing I like about the movie a lot is uh, there were a number of beats that I did not see coming. Say more. Uh, so, okay. We're, we're heavy. We're heavy in the spoilers here, right? Well, but did we not already say this? Absolutely. We did. We did. Absolutely is a strong term. We are, this is the A to Z Horcast. <laughs> Probably we okay. didn't. Okay. Uh, I'll put it more accurately. Yeah. But when her friend just gets shot right in the fucking head out of nowhere, didn't love that mean, scene. I saw something happening. I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I didn't. I, it had lulled me successfully, lulled me into a false sense of it kinda, security. It's like plodding along and kind of. I, I didn't think it would have. I thought if anything, he'd it'd do a like a cut away yeah me too but it had a, it had sorry it, had it, it. blew it her head up all over right the off. goddamn car it was right amazing yeah, yeah right it was off. great yeah this isn't just like a this isn't just like a gunshot at the end of uh that basement movie the mickey keating the pod whatever that one <laughs> this is like up close and personal head explosion type shit yeah th this is like some pulp fiction shit yeah, yeah. it's fucking wild it's great and then uh, that one, I think that obviously the, the pizza twist isn't that one you could see coming, right? That she, but the way they play that out of, then it just kind of fades to black along with her blacking out. And then she just wakes up in a satanic ritual. Didn't see that coming. And then the, all the shit that happens there, the woman making her drink the woman's blood out of a goat skull. I to, love that goat skull prop. That is one of the best props Really ever. cool. Really cool. Right down to then her shooting herself in the head. Didn't see that coming either. 
Yeah. Thought it was pretty cool, and then I really didn't see the last scene coming. Not that I I didn't really like the last well, scene, but <laughs> I don't think it would have been humanly possible to see the last coming, scene coming, Jack. Yeah, the last scene was a whole thing. But, but I really enjoyed that. Like, and it didn't. It wasn't like I was annoyed at just expecting another twist either. It was just like, holy shit, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, sure. I liked some of the some of what it did in the interim during that second act where she's kind of exploring the house and she's right there on the precipice of seeing something, but she doesn't, but you do. Oh yeah. That's yeah, cool. You do. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take over right there. Cause <laughs> that, that segues perfectly into one of the last things I said that this movie did right, which is that in retrospect, those two scenes, the scenes where Greta Gerwig gets her head blown off and the scene where the people are on the other side of the door, dead massacred mm-hmm. around the satanic symbols on the floor are, yeah incredibly important scenes for pacing because if you take those out great point if you if you take those out this movie is boring as fuck but i agree yeah (laughs) especially the greta gerwig scene leaving that in you know that something's happening it's messed up she's in very much danger and 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 that totally sells you on following along with her as she slowly starts to unpack that something's wrong like finding the picture of a different family in front of the same car right like finding the furs in a different place than the woman said that's actually yeah and that's actually i haven't really thought of that so that's a good point like placing that scene where they did where he did is super important also because it raises the stakes for the rest of the movie like you just said but it keeps you on your seat in spite of the fact that it is still a slow burn movie. Yeah. So it does its slow burn thing, but you know that at any moment it could give you another little morsel like that. Yeah, absolutely. Or more. It tells you it's a horror movie if you were not already aware. 100%. (laughs) So that's a really good point. The funny thing is, I think it's interesting that the... So you obviously see Megan's character again, Greta Greta Gerwig's character again later on in the kitchen. love saying that They dragged her in for some (laughs) arbitrary reason, but... You yeah. never see they never do anything with the family again that's upstairs in the bedroom massacred. No. So that's nope. really just in there to be on the other side of a door that no one sees. It really it, is. It, it, <laughs> it keeps you on edge your seat, man. You see it, you're the viewer. You see it. You're you matter, Mark. We well, and that's and that's kind of the point, right? Like he's Ty is showing that to his audience to achieve a reason, and it's not anything narrative based, it's purely pacing and immersion. And it's Look good, at Mark using first thing. names over here. Hollywood Mark, my buddy Ty, just using, you know, doing it right. He knows everybody, man. <laughs> Nothing to say to that, Mark? No, you're, you're, no, you're... no, I'm good. I don't <laughs> okay. like to comment on mine and Ty's relationship. It must be sultry. <laughs> See, I just thought it was Jake's sexual past we're trying to avoid. Let's not unpack any of our sexual pasts, okay? <laughs> this isn't the A to Z horror sexual past podcast, okay? We're going to save that for episode 200. Tune in next year. <laughs> Patrons, if you put in the code, you'll get a special. <laughs> yeah, link. that's a, that is definitely a Patreon thing. We spill our deepest and darkest sexual secrets, and it gets weird. Speaking of oh. getting weird, this podcast has gotten weird. Very weird. Do we have anything else that does right, or should we I move think to it's middle? Normal as shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm game from middle. Let's do it. Yeah, I got nothing that does middle. Wow, really? Long intro credits of just her walking around campus. But dude, this fucking, it's styling, man. Oh, that's why it's It's middle. That's why it's middle. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad you, okay. I'm glad you brought up the intro credits because I I didn't hate them. Like, and I wasn't bothered about how long they were. I was bothered by two lines in it that were going to come up in a station later if they didn't come up here. One of them was, this is based on true unexplained events. That's intentional. That's trying to do like the same is shit it? that all those movies. From, I, that I was Texas hoping Chainsaw so. Massacre. What? Like this is basically the same card 
used in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, dude. Uh, that's just that's just an homage, basically. God, that's my. I, I, I'm choosing to believe okay. that's why. Okay, I, I believe that too. I think he's a smart enough guy not to do that. But the other, the card immediately preceding that, also bothered me. It said something about like. In the 70s, cults were big, and you either believed in cults or you thought it was a government conspiracy. Satanic panic. And it was just like, really? Those are the two alternatives? It's a binary system? But it was, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was either Have like, you ever... they, they said something else, though. It was abusive cults. It wasn't just satanic right. cults. It was abusive cults. Yeah. Well, I there, mean, there was nobody who, who just thought, like... Who gives a shit about a know, satanic cult or, if they're not abusive? Nobody who thought it was both, maybe. Nobody who thought, like... I don't think there's a government conspiracy, but there also, might be some cults. Also, why abusive? Why, why the word abusive instead of murderous? <laughs> As opposed or to all the like happy time uh, supportive cults. That's yeah. That, that's my point. That that is my point yeah. exactly. It's just a very strange verbiage that they use. Yeah, it was, it's a weird card. So I, I I'll put I'll, I'll go along with that in the middle if it's not going to be a nitpick. Fine. Perfect. That's fine. Whatever. Resolved it. There are there are a cornucopia. Of Ooh. Dutch angles in this movie. Cool word. It is almost exclusively Dutch angle. That's true. It's <laughs> either it's all cool. either Dutch angle or like a massive zoom in on a dark house with her in a window. Totally, and I think I prefer the latter. I it, look Dutch angle is fine. I get that it's like one of the implementations that you have to like so unease, but well, and there also are to evoke the seventies, eighties slash of a lot. Yeah, I mean. Sure, you could call that authenticity, I guess, but it still gets a little old. He, I think, it did seem like too many for him to be only evoking. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a problem. Like, if you make a choice to do it, and that's what a lot of these movies have done, I'm not going to go back and maybe, maybe I will. I don't know. I get drunk on occasion and just tally up prison <laughs> style right. the number of Dutch angles versus like something I like, that like it's Black prison Christmas. style. You're going to do it scratching it into a wall with your spoon, probably. Okay. I just mentioned I get drunk you, on occasion. You just moved into your brand yeah, new house. Brand I'm sure new your house. girlfriend will love that. Oh, no, that's why I'll come over here. Into the drywall. Oh, you're, you're going to break into my house. For the record, my brand new my... house is 130 years old. <laughs> <laughs> new to you, man. Mm-hmm. New to you. Yeah. I think that's going to take us to what it does wrong. Wow, that was quick. Let's do it. <laughs> There's not a lot of middle here. That's fine. I still don't really understand that whole segment. Look, either you believe in does right or you believe that there's a government conspiracy that covers up does right. <laughs> what does this movie do wrong, guys? The climax and resolution really didn't feel that satisfying. So unsatisfying. I liked the climax. The resolution was baffling. I w- I'm potting them both together. Let's okay. let's uh, dissect those two things. We have to unpack. Okay. We have to yeah, unpack. Okay. So by climax, we're talking about her getting blood or blood orgied and then escaping killing him and then instead of shooting the dude who says like it doesn't matter they're coming for you she shoots herself they're coming for and you, somehow Barbara. misses they're coming we'll get well, to that she doesn't miss okay yeah we're gonna get to that uh so that's what we're talking about when we talk about the climax yes. among Barbara. other things but we're not talking about sexual past what about it so I totally agree. I, uh, I, I agree we're not talking about sexual pasts. I also agree that the <laughs> climax is mostly unsatisfying. And I, I, I thought I liked it. I think it's because you don't arrive at it through organic means. I don't like that there's just an entire movie that is building up to something happening, and then it's literally like she falls asleep, fade to black, and now you're in a brand new environment. And shit yeah, because all that happens in the last, I mean, 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, that's the, that's what you're building up to. And the way you connect from the thing you've been working on for 60 minutes to the thing that's going to take you to the end is you fade to black yep. and fade back in. 
There's yep. no yep, yep, yep. There's no narrative work being done there aside from the fact that she ate some tainted pizza. I, I'll agree with that, but I do think it would have been a really cool and avant-garde choice for them to just cut to, to credits when she shot herself in the head. Um, I think that would have been so interesting and unexpected and bold. Is that not kind of tropey? Isn't that the I'll kill myself to f- fuck up your plan thing? Hasn't that been done before a couple times? Totally. I th- I'm sure it's been done before. Nothing springs to mind immediately, but I I didn't see it happening here at all. I, I, it would... I think you were a little bit more blindsided by it than I was, especially the way they were framing the shot in the first place. I thought they were kind of signaling it, but... Huh. Um... I don't know. I, I'm not sure that's as avant-garde. It's a, it's a good choice. I'd, I'd prefer that to her. I don't know. I feel like the avant-garde choice would actually be her shooting Mr. Ullman. And just being like, screw you guys, I'm going home. But that, that would have been just a like, completely derivative of a lot of those slashers. I think we're watching different movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching all of the like, ones that have like, you're, we're talking about the original trope was she just shoots the old dude. And then the inversion of the trope was she shoots herself. And now we're watching a movie that is using the inversion of the trope, but I've seen so many stupid 90s horror movies that, like... <laughs> well... Completely different well, library of movies going off of here. Well... Yeah. Okay, but the movie doesn't end there. Because there's... Uh, and also, we should mention, in the last 10 minutes of the movie, it becomes revealed that the the mom, the mother, is a witch. A witch demon? Or a succubus of some variety. None of the male characters are, which is weird. I don't think a male can be a succubus. You can, you can be an incubus. Oh, is that what that is? I thought incubus was yes. a band. No. <laughs> well, you, you can be oh. a member Mark, of incubus? Two, two things could be true. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. Yeah, so they weren't incubi, did you, but she was a succubus. Did you and not that felt like the supernatural weird. turn? I didn't hate the supernatural turn, but one, I was... I thought it was weird and very noticeable that one of the three of them was supernatural, and it just happened to be the woman. That seemed weird. Why is that weird? Would it have We're been living more in the 21st century, man? man. Like, what are we talking about? It would have been less noticeable. What? I don't know. I feel like that's that's part of the thing of like a lot of supernatural beings from the past are women because of part of the horrible sexism in society and all that stuff. And well, yeah, exactly. Witches and all that. So shit. why is I, it I weird that it, there's a witch? You're saying it's weird. Because we aren't, it's not, this isn't a movie that was made in the 70s or 80s. Oh, Jesus Christ. See earlier comments about authenticity. (laughs) So this is an anachronism is what you're saying. Oh my God. (laughs) Allegorically, it's an anachronism. I'm done snowflaking out over here. I just thought that was odd and noticeable. I didn't hate the transition to the supernatural. Fair enough. Uh, One thing I will say about that scene that I also disliked, aside from just the fact that they teleported there. Um, it's not it's not blocked or choreographed particularly well, and the whole like mechanism through which her escape happens is basically nonsense. Yes, it it is just it is just simple cuts to um, just simple cuts, and I uh, I think that <laughs> fuck. She's, listener, just so you know, Jake is gesturing wildly trying to distract Jack so that he can get a beer. That's what's happening. That's <laughs> why Jack is we're, we're doing a beer, beer trade. Shut, Shut the, the fuck up. CW Swapigans over here. God, can we just swap beers without you fucking getting all up in my business about it? I'm just trying to explain <laughs> why it sounds like Jack is having a stroke. That's all. <laughs> it was very confusing. You never explain why it sounds like I'm having strokes. You're well, actually you are having just having maybe having You're strokes. having a trans-ischemic event. <laughs> you should go to the hospital immediately after this podcast is finished. <laughs> recording (laughs) in any case i do feel like her escape mark you're absolutely right was entirely predicated based on 
quick cuts and editing so you don't know what the fuck happened. There's no way, like, way for her to do those movements in a realistic scenario. And most of the shots that are longer than like a fraction of a second are people just like very clearly stage fighting where they're kind of like loosely holding onto each other and just kind of like swaying back and forth violently. Like they're just kind of rattling and then all of a sudden she escapes. Yeah, and and, and like she's a, a cool strong character. She's physically tiny and has just woken up from being drugged and forced to drink a lot of another woman's blood. I don't think she's going to be able to fight off three larger people all that well. Four larger people. Well, three larger people and a witch. Yeah, dude. Who's a witch? The, wait, the 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 pizza delivery guy. Yeah. Uh, Doonan. Mom and dad and grandma. So yeah, exactly. Ullman the witch has isn't a wife. mom. No, the witch is grandma. I thought the witch the was witch mom. The witch is who she is there to babysit. I never thought. Oh, okay. That's the whole. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense now. So there's four people in the room, and they all get clowned somehow. They get clowned hard. Yeah. That's a a little rough. (laughs) It doesn't make a lot of... And she's tied down and recently drugged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Recently drugged and recently forced to chug a substantial amount of blood. I don't think that's going to be good for your tummy. Yeah, she just burst at the seams with blood. Fucking cult I've ever seen. There were a lot. There was a lot of adrenaline in that blood, and she ingested it and gained the adrenaline. I think that's how that would work in real life. Too. She gained adrenaline. <laughs> I have. You have acquired one adrenaline. I have one last thing that this movie does wrong. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but um, I feel kind of bad about this one. But Greta Gerwig might not be the best actor. So th- when I said I was expecting a little pushback on during what it does right, I when I said I'd like to praise the performances here. She was well, yeah, but then whatever. you specifically talked about the two. Well, you talked about uh, Jocelyn Donahue, and then I and talked Doonan. about Tom Noonan, and those are the two good yeah. performances. Noonan, not Doonan. I think I've been saying Doonan. It's Noonan. Whoa. Whatever. Like, what time is Doonan. the showdown? Hi, Noonan. Wow. Boo. What? Were you in a buy Menon joke in there too somehow? No, I don't know yes. what that is. Yes. Okay. There's an old yes. jingle. I go, bye, Menon. Oh. And, and then yes, I was. memorialized yes, in the I, episode I of Seinfeld. Yes, I will take that joke. Co- I was doing that. <laughs> um, her scenes are actually pretty important. She plays an interesting role where she basically is the voice of reason saying, I mean, she's the audience stand-in who's saying, like, these people are weird. We shouldn't do this. We should go home, which are good scenes to have. But... Her line delivery leaves a lot to be desired. It sure does. It sure does. She might call it intentional. Um, look, she's a great director. Freebird or not Freebird. Ladybird was Freebird. Freebird. <laughs> she directed Freebird. <laughs> yeah, you know, the music Mark video. goes to a Mark goes to a, a filmmaking panel with Greta Gerwig. Play Freebird. <laughs> Freebird. Yeah, just with the with the lighter in the air. Uh, yeah, not not the best actress. That's fine. I I agree. Whatever. I didn't think she was distractingly bad. It was rough at times. I don't know. Primarily the scene outside the house. But the scenes where they're like in the diner or whatever at the beginning are fine. But the audience stand-in scene where she's like, these people are weird. And then her scene with the the pizza guy later are kind of iffy. Okay. That's all I got. I'm with Mark. I I didn't totally buy it. Also, what this this was the whole big intro segment. I didn't understand why they did that. Why did they show her like slaying Mad Tang, and then and then the her like passed out on the bed while her d- d- sexual partner stares at the that's not her. That wasn't her. Two different people. It took me a long time to figure Fuck. out too. She's really? not roommates. Yeah, Jesus. This is, she doesn't like her roommate. 
Yeah, okay. that's the whole reason why she's, she's like out. buying a house or getting the apartment or whatever is because I, her roommate for a, sucks. I, for a while, I was like, why is she having pizza with his roommate? Because I thought they painted that she didn't like her and yeah. why are they best friends? No, oh. they're different people. God, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Now, why she can't just go live with Megan is a question for another totally. day, but... A question for a different segment. <laughs> a segment I think we might have arrived at. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Mark, you, you keep you, you keep surprising me, man, and that's what makes this relationship magical. One of these episodes he's just going to keep keep blasting for like probably three or four minutes. I'm telling you, he's got to learn that circular breathing thing that didgeridoo players do. <laughs> I've tried. I'm not going to do it. It's, it's also one it, of the impossible. keys to it's also one of the keys to comedic delivery if you keep going for long enough it'll do this weird cyclical thing where it's like funny and then people get weirded out by it and it's no longer funny and then all of a sudden it gets funny again there's a whole radio lab about and that it's, it's great not funny funny not funny i mean funny until it just sort of ends I, I yeah i do i do have to slam myself there for for talking about a more successful podcast i think the best policy is that radio lab does not exist and is nothing only our podcast exists only zool <laughs> there can be only one. Wait, are you putting us in a we death match? Are you putting us in a fight to the death with Radiolab? Because I don't—that's not a position I want to be in. So, spoiler yeah. alert for our loyal listeners: we don't have quite as many listens as Radiolab. Ah, uh, yeah, but I think the three of us together might be able to take Jad Abumrad. Like in an have his recording equipment. Is this going to be like an episode of that claymation MTV series where everyone fought each other? And it's like him and his recording equipment versus us three, and then we get clowned because like he explodes our heads with a, like a sound wave. I have literally no idea what you're talking about, but I do regret like this whole line of jokes I started. Yeah, this is entirely your fault. That's that's typical. Nits jokes picked. is an aggressive term. <laughs> what nits picked? Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, <laughs> where to start? Where to start? Eighties <sighs> headphones. Eighties over the ear headphones this do not work on the outside of a very thick toque. Tokwe. You, you simply, it, that's not how it works. Tokwe. I'll tell it's you this, a, actually. I think it might work. I used to sleep, I mean, this is in the 90s, but I used to fall asleep listening to music on like a tape player. And instead of having a speaker, what I would do is I'd go and buy over-the-year headphones that were like pretty fucking cheap. And I'd plug it in and I'd turn the tape cassette all the way up and then listen to them on a speaker like a couple feet from my head. That, like, Mark, I'm about to rock your fucking world because I, every night of my life, sleep with a particular device called a pillow speaker. Okay. This is a a, a, a puck-shaped speaker that you put under your pillow. Okay. And you can just kind of hear it enough that you can hear the words they're saying. I listen to, like, BBC radio on do it when I'm falling asleep. Do you absorb its knowledge? Uh, like, do you I, wake how, up speaking in Mandarin? How smart do I seem right now? Not very at all two it's out of probably actually it's probably well that's an improvement it's working <laughs> okay. so mark i have a question what would you listen to in the 90s uh sometimes it was like whatever weird musical tape that i was able to find frequently like it was what? adventures in odyssey were either of you guys adventures in odyssey kids okay i'm I've really glad you brought that up this. i wasn't an adventures in odyssey kid i didn't like that but i did have two other story tapes i listened to every night what falling asleep fuck are these? one of them was bugs bunny on treasure island oh god and he fought a pirate version of Yosemite Sam. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. The other one was uh, a tape of three American tall tales. It had John Henry. It had oh, Paul Bunyan. And I had, it had that Johnny one, too. Appleseed. I had that one, too. 
Oh, did they sing the, my name's John Henry, and I'm a traveling man. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. Paul Bunyan's size varied wildly throughout these tapes. Like, sometimes he was just, like, a little bigger than a normal guy. And, and then the next scene, like, people were having to put butter. butter. To, like, they had to put butter on their feet to, like, grease up his griddle. Yeah, so we could have oh. flapjacks that were apparently the size of, like, Minnesota. And Teddy Roosevelt came to him and said, Paul, we need you to fell some goddamn trees. Yeah. This and I still... lived in Minnesota at the time. Are we, it's, are it's we still seared into my brain. With... What are you doing? I don't know. I just really want to listen to this fucking tape. I, can we end doing? the episode? Did we do ratings? My point is headphones can be loud enough to be played through her toque, but everyone would probably be able to hear them. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, her babysitting technique is putting on said headphones and dancing around and making a shitload of noise and backing into pedestals. Like, that's her technique. <laughs> that face was displayed Mark. like a Ming vase. You would be dancing around, too, if you were listening to one way, one thing leads to another, okay? I Oh, we, we should have brought this up in what it does right. The soundtrack of this movie is terrific. Mm-hmm. It is pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That breakup song, such good I, Okay, shit. pop quiz. Can Hot anyone shot. here ever name even a single other song by the Greg Kinn band? No. I thought about that as well when I was listening to Breakup Song. I was like, what the fuck else did they do? Nothing ever, yeah. I think. Hey, one-hit wonders have been and always will be a thing. Yeah, that's a that's an aggressive one-hit Here's wonder. another it's one. A great, can can a great either song. of you guys name another song by Cisco? No. Exactly. Other than the Thong song? Exactly. Is that the Cisco song I'm supposed to know? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> they are one-hit wonders because the their one-hit was wonderful and everything else is not a hit. <laughs> Is, is, uh, is Chumbawamba a one-hit wonder? Yes. Tub Thumping? Because I know a lot of their other songs. They're just anarchist garbage. Yeah, they're weird. They got strange. They didn't get strange. They, they always were strange. were strange. They just had one poppy-sounding song. Fair enough. Uh, how does uh, that headshot not kill her at the end? Can we talk about that for like a hot second? Okay. Okay. We should <sighs> I mean... I, we... Uh, we this never talked about the end of the movie. We never talked about the end of the movie. I mean, we this did. Is... I said that the resolution was unsatisfactory. Yeah, but then we described the climax and didn't describe the resolution. Well, I mean, the resolution is very obviously unsatisfying. Where they wake she up in gets... a hospital? She gets impregnated by the demon. The demon is inside her. She tries to kill herself to fell said demon. It doesn't work. She's still alive and in a hospital, no. and there's like a satanic nurse keeping care of her. And them. Greta Gerwig is also alive. No. Even though we saw her no. face, there's a second person in the in the, the the second person in the hospital with her. I think you're making that up. I think you should go check. There's it out. There's a line about how you're both safe. Yeah, that's second person, not, in the dude. Hospital. That's no, the baby, no, you no. dumbass. Yes, that's the baby. Oh. Wow. Did you even watch this movie? Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to uh, to not use this pillow speaker anymore. <laughs> I'm getting real. <laughs> Is dumb. it starting to speak dumb. to you like you directly? Yeah. <laughs> feed you Holy lines. Shit. Oof. Okay. Is it telling you things Rough. to say in real life? Yeah, she definitely should have died from that gunshot. Yeah. Yeah, especially I mean, the internal consistency in this movie is interesting because earlier, well, Megan gets her exist. head blown clean off by a gunshot wound of the exact the same literal, The exact same gun. The exact same gun. <laughs> the exact same gun. And now she does it, and she's fine. Yeah, what? I mean, you you have read like the thing she's people smarter. try to kill she themselves. She has a stronger cranium and put the gun to their temples and just end up blowing out their eyes and living. Right, that has happened. Yeah, but that's not what she she shot herself directly in like the parietal dome. Dude, some people have like lithium in their heads or something. Some people have lithium in their heads or something. 
Okay, so we resolved that. That's now just a not pick, I guess. Yes, exactly. Some people have lithium in their heads or something. Thank you. See, I'm scientific. <laughs> in that I don't same know if this scene, is a nitpick. In that oh. same scene, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on here because it's the same exact time. Uh, when they're in the hospital at the very end, my lovely okay. wife was nice enough to point out that the IV connections they were using were not alive in the 1980s. So <laughs> that w- that is the absolute definition of a nitpick. Yep. Yep. That's I an like anachronism. That's, that's a real yep. solid one. Hey, why did when she was real depressed towards the beginning of the movie and then like went into the bathroom to cry, why did she turn on all the sinks? So that people so no could hear, hear her crying. But she's oh, left the door open. It's cool to waste water in the 1980s. You know? Yeah. <sighs> that's, uh, did you watch The Goonies? So much water was wasted. Jesus. Uh, the name of the production company that made this movie oh, is called Ring the Jing Entertainment. That's really more of a of a neat pick than anything else. I just like is that it? name, Ring the Jing Entertainment. Okay. Jing sounds like a racial slur I'm not it aware does, of. It does, but I don't think it is, so I'm going to say that it's cool. <laughs> yeah, until someone comments about it. I'm just going to do a quick Google. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, when I have some more nits. They, when they're at the pizza place, right, they, they're supposed to be broke college kids. They should not leave their entire lunch, their untouched yeah, slices of pizza not, on the table. Even if it's bad today, quote-unquote today, you still eat it. You're still you, a college student. Fucking you're eat the pizza. broke as shit. You're going to eat do a weird pizza. babysitting job because you're so poor. Eat the pizza. Oh, God. Yeah, she... Oh, Sam's character is the one that, like, doesn't even touch her. Yeah, doesn't even touch it. Oh, my God. Hey, quick tip to perverts trying to lure college-aged babysitters to your house. Don't spell babysitter with a dollar sign on your advertisements, because that is a dead giveaway that this is something fucked up happening. Spell it with three dollar signs. (laughs) There you go. And actually make the B the Bitcoin sign. That'll do it. Yeah, especially in the 80s. <laughs> be perfect. You know, just put two lines through everything. It'll eventually be a currency, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know if this so, is a nitpick, but I got whoa. wild deja vu towards the watching the start of this movie. Hold on, hold on, Jack, Jack. Hold that thought. You could put, I think if you put like a, a line through the Y in Babysitter, it becomes yen. Just make every single oh thing a currency. God. Now continue your nitpick. I've said my piece. I don't even want to. Jake, you I were going to say something. I have another one that's related to pizza because you were talking about pizza. So, what if she just doesn't order pizza? What if she decides she's not hungry? I mean, I, I'm sure they've got a backup plan of like Which break in and knock her out. And knock yeah. her out. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like they put a lot of stock in her gonna knock ordering her pizza. Out. Like, Newton's character just Mama keeps said, talking knock about her pizza. She could have not ordered pizza. Out. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, I was... it wasn't like the pizza was the reason he got into the house in the first. She she threw money at him, took the pizza, and went inside. So she was drugged, no, yes, but, she, but like he came into the house anyway. He would have just attacked her. Yes, so that's what would have happened if she didn't order pizza. But there's so much stock put into the pizza, is what I'm saying. Is that like the, this, what we talked about earlier, this is why it's a nitpick, Mark. What we talked about earlier where there's a transition where it's like all of a sudden she just kind of passes out and it starts getting unsatisfying is because of said pizza. Like it's a vessel for dissatisfaction. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Holy shit, the 80s were depressing so, also. Let huh? me ask so that, you this, though. Is there an element of charm in how bad these satanists are at kidnapping and killing people like their plan hinges on her getting this pizza and if that doesn't happen then it becomes all messy well how about another tie her up in the basement i think how about another one of these hold on how about another one of these what if she just goes into one of those rooms like the one she almost went into like immediately i mean they're definitely watching her yeah she'll so then she's gonna run outside and they're gonna have to like bring her back in it's like all this that's why, so they raise the stakes with the headshot <laughs> thing earlier. So it's like, even if she does see something and she tries to get away, they're probably going to get to her. Right. They've got but a it's perimeter. A big property, and there are 
three of them. There's yeah, like, maybe she could slip through the pole one past the goalie sort of thing. I don't know. And Mark, to your point, I think it would have been charming if they hadn't introduced the supernatural element. But given that they're with like a literal demon, a literal demon, uh, it sh- they shouldn't be so bad at this. That's true. I mean, there should be like some Satanism. Maybe that's why she survives at the end. There should be some supernatural force keeping her from doing things. But I mean. Maybe I would just like to see on like yeah, I mean they did succeed right they succeeded I want to see I want to see the deleted scenes where she does that and this movie's just like twenty minutes long she just runs outside and they hit her with a blackjack and then you just cut to the insane right she she's just listening to uh, to him talk and she's like ah no I don't feel like taking care of your weird ass mom who must be a hundred and fifty years old we're going home I don't need your four hundred dollars. <laughs> And then she it's spits on money. him and pokes him She in could have sold her Walkman for almost that. That's definitely Doubtful. not true. Doubtful. I, I looked it up. A Walkman in 1984 cost $200 in 1984 dollars. So she could have sold her Walkman for 150 bucks, probably. She needed it, though. You needed need to break Ming life, vases. Jack. Also, I mean, you. we should all know this at this point. You can be like pretty flush with cash, and then as soon as you decide you want to buy a house, all of a sudden you're poor again, and it sucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a good job, and I have almost no money in savings. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she was, like, cruising. She liked her roommate for a little while. She was like, yeah, I can buy this Walkman. And then after, like, a week of her roommate just trolling around doing Debbie Does Dallas type shit, uh, she's like, I just I need my own house, and I need to spend as much money as I can possibly have in my bank account on this house. Yeah. I mean, well, she's, she's putting $400 down, like, first month down, right? Sure. That she actually, sense. my understanding was she actually, like, was buying a house, right? She wasn't just, like, renting a new apartment. No, no, she was definitely renting because the oh. nice old lady gave her a break and said, like, you don't need to pay the security deposit in last month. Oh. I'll give it to you. I'll give you the room if you only pay first month. Well, I don't know. Life was harder in the 1980s or 70s or 60s. Oh, my God, it was so depressing. I was thinking about when she was ordering the pizza, and I was like, your only option here is to use the obviously terrible pizza, the obviously a trap pizza place that he gave to you? Like... Uh, Jesus, a babysitter today would be yelping the best four-star rated molecular no, gastronomy just, places in the area. They would just yeah. yank up DoorDash. Yeah. No, Uber Food. Something. Uber Eats? Yeah, I, I, dude, I don't know what it's called. I've never used Uber it. Eats. Hey, Uber, sponsor our podcast. Uber Food's real good. God damn. <laughs> Fucking barbarian, dude. I have no other nitpicks. I think we should get the fuck. Uh, we're not get out of here. I just, just I, I want to go listen to this Paul Bunyan tape. Let's go do what that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's go to ratings. You're talking about wanting to get out of here. Let's go to Paul Bunyan tapes. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Egon would rate Crossing the Streams. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. And for 10, think of how Jarvis Landry would rate how contagious weakness is. Like, that shit is weakness, and that shit is contagious as fuck. And that shit ain't gonna be in this room, bro. That shit been here in the past, and that's why the past has been like it is, bro. Stories, the first category which rate these movies. I guess I'm gonna go first, because I started the uh, 30-second plot synopsis first. I'm going to give this a six for a story. It's a little bit of a tough one. Uh, it's a hard movie to hard review. Hard movie to review. Yeah, because the, the movie is 
we, we talked about it so much. It's aping so much of the classic 80s and 70s slashers and this kind of movie that it's not doing a whole lot of original stuff, but it does the classic stuff well and does introduce new elements, which are, you know, the, the supernatural shit, the her shooting herself thing I think is original, the woman getting shot in the head towards the beginning. Like, it's okay. it's well done for that original stuff, but playing with that stuff can only get you so far. So I'm giving it a seven. Uh, six. Yeah, do you even I know? gave it a six. Okay. I was looking at a different thing that had a seven on it. I'm giving it a six. Mark? <laughs> He's giving a seven for immersion. <laughs> Um, I kind of went the opposite way. I actively want to give this a higher score, but I think brass tacks comes in. This movie's a three for story. There's almost no Whoa. story happening here. It's like it's babysitter in a in a dark, empty house type movie. They almost I think it's a stylistic choice on their part to not do much story. I actually really appreciate the fact that they don't exposit why it needs well, to be an eclipse or any of this other bullshit. It's so just this is interesting. Her without story i and, agree with that point and i kind of think they get credit for that well yeah but this is story and so not that's judicious story, lack judicious thereof, lack story. Thereof, yeah 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 exactly um, so if we're actually purely talking about the amount of story crammed into this thing and how effective it is it's there isn't much here and like you're saying they're aping a lot of old school stuff and just leveraging that toward a more they're leveraging it around a film experience and not so much a narrative experience sure so yeah. low score on story yeah. So I think, like, now that we're to me, it's funny because... Right down the middle. Both of you make... Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> both of you make a good point. Both, no. John, this is for you. This is for you, John. <laughs> both of you make a good point. Ultimately, I go more towards Mark's side of things. Suck I understand it, what Jack. you're saying. I understand what Jack's saying, but really, like, this is a movie that I want to give more credit to, but it really doesn't have a lot of story, and the story that it does employ, like your whole eclipse thing is not well constructed. I think that is probably by design. Oh. But that does not a good story make. That brings up a quick nitpick that fits well into this criticism of story. They talk about how the second half of the like of the moon coming back out of the shadow happens really fast after she Yeah, and herself. a befuddled scientist. But yes. like the whole scheme worked still. So why what? What yeah, was the whole I point of I think, that? I think it kind of made that's her the indicative... hero, but then it was like, wait a second. No, no, no. I, th I think that's indicative that it did work, that she got impregnated anyway, and it fucked with the lunar cycle because now the devil's on the earth. Oh, so it, it basically it would go have, it would have gone fast as soon as um, like she was impregnated in the first place. It wasn't that she killed herself. It was that like the ritual. Classic was. red herring. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I don't know. I only recently learned that when they were talking about two wrong. people, they were talking about her and a baby. Look, so I, I don't know. I, look, look, look. I gave it a four. Okay, world building and immersion, or judicious lack thereof, is our no, second that does category. Not count here. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a seven for world building and immersion. Um, I think it is. It, it's the pacing issues we talked about earlier. Not not issues, though. What they did a really good job with. Of, I really like going on that journey with her of figuring out. You know, something's fucked up because a woman just got shot in the head, and that was a cool scene. And I really like following her on this journey of that's not where the fur coats she said they were. Then I'm finding pictures and remembering that that's the same car as in these pictures, but different people. Like it, and, and these family pictures should be displayed, not hidden. So I just think it's a fun to go along with her on that journey. I am excluding the very, very last scene from this world building and immersion score because uh, I that, that just infuriated me. Um, but I, I think it's an immersive movie. I mean, you're I'm I'm in, and and I like the decisions that the woman makes and that 
how she she behaves in the situation. Okay. So I'm on board. Seven. Mark. I gave it a six, and I feel like we're basically saying the th- same things. To elaborate a little bit on world building, we you know we were gushing at the start of this thing. The world it builds, the mise en scene, is incredibly important to the overall texture of this movie, and that really yep. shouldn't be understated. The reason I'm not as high as Jack, I guess, is because I really didn't like the third act. That actively kind of pulled me out because both the actual like narrative structure of it's kind of hard to follow but it's also just sort of silly how everything it almost turns into like a three stooges like slapstick thing the way it's all blocked and choreographed so that hurt and then also i think it's i don't think it's too slow but it is damn close to being too slow it's very slow yeah so i think it's i think it's great i think they're saved by the fact that they left in the the scene where the friend gets her head shot and the scene where there's the family lying in a pool of blood on the other side of the door. It helps. Those helps two things save the movie, but outside of that, it's pretty slow. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Jake? I like slow burn horror, and I guess that's why I gave this the highest score. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. Like, this movie has... It's perfect ten. going. It's not. Okay. This movie has going... <laughs> this movie has going for it some really interesting things in its decision to try to pull you in with an authentic replication of a style and that style just so happens to be one that i really enjoy and i think that by and large it does that you guys have already kind of said everything that needs to be said there i'll agree with mark completely that third act really brought me out it was weird and i was highly unsatisfied with the ending so it was super duper high and then it kind of tanks at the end. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm giving it a seven and a half, which is still the highest score of the three of us. But yeah, it is. I, it's it's an immersive movie if you can stand slow burn horror. The world they build, as Mark mentioned, is great, but that third act is a tough one. That's fair I want to quibble yeah, with something real quick just to make sure we're like aligned on this. Um, I don't dislike that third act because it's I do. a weird turn for the movie to have supernatural elements. I quibble with it because it's it's weird how they get there, which I, I think that's what you're saying, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yes. Okay, got it. The fact that there is something supernatural is not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. The, like, the actual yes. theory of the way they did it, I don't dislike, but the execution Correct. leaves a lot to be desired. Correct. Cool. And that's what leads to dissatisfaction, is yes. execution. Yes. Scare Factor is our next category. I'm going to give it a four for Scare Factor. It's... It's not all that scary a movie. Um, the, I, I do kind of like the you, – you feel, and part of it's the, the graininess of the film and part of it's the way the music works, but you feel kind of her hopelessness towards the beginning of the movie. And when she cries, like I'm like, oh, God, yeah, it sucks. It's scary when she cries, Jack. It's not scary, but like that's part of it, that de- yeah. despair. It's you scary when, despair. when you have like to like that. be empathic and have emotion, you know? I hate it. It frightens personally. me. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Can't handle yeah. it. So dislike. Like I, I, I think that's pretty cool. The mo- majority of the scare comes from really well done gore with the head exploding scene on Gina Gerwig, and then the rest of the scare factor Greta, comes from the Greta Gerwig, Greta, Gina, Gina Gershon, <laughs> Gina uh, Davis. Wow. <laughs> wow. When the the famous archer Gina Davis, um, the rest of the scare factor comes from the home invasion-y elements and a little bit of that satanic ritual at the end. The scene where she's tied down and is like being force-fed blood, I think, is is most of the scare factor of this movie. But That's overall, it's not particularly scary. It's it's a four. It's just okay on the scare factor okay. front, Jake. Uh, nope, Mark. Mark. I gave it a six, and I think it's because I, I think that there's a... 
I don't think we're particularly sensitive to it, but the whole trope of being a babysitter in a weird house you've never been to on a cold, dark night with in complete isolation and like shit starts to get weird and your friend hasn't gotten home yet is much scarier than we would generally give it credit for. So the whole situation, I would say the second act is the scary part and the third act is just kind of nonsense. <laughs> okay. okay, that's interesting. I disagree, and I was a babysitter in an isolated environment when I was like 14 to 16. Define isolated. Uh, higher up in the, the neighborhood in which my parents lived. Okay, that's fine. A couple miles away from my house. A couple miles away from right here. <laughs> So isolated. Are you saying I live? You are on the fringe of the Wild West, Jack. Yeah, I'm saying. It was actually, it was was between two big-ass boulders, and the thing I was babysitting were just two glowing dots that that appeared every time I shined my flashlight in that general area. It was creepy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I like it. I gave it a six. Jake, what did you give it? Damn, I gave it a four. Okay. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. There's really not a lot to add here that is of value. I think that the slowness starts to creep in and take away a little bit from that scariness. At times, there is tension that is built, but at times, it also makes it a little bit difficult to sustain. That's why, to our point from earlier, it's so important that it has those couple scenes for pacing purposes, but with slow burn horror, unless you do it perfectly, it's not not always the scariest movie, and that's what this one suffers from. It's not suffering, it's just middle of the road, really. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think this movie would suffer immensely on repeated viewings because of that exact thing. Like, after a while, it just becomes tiring. I don't plan on revisiting it. Multiple times, I agree. Yeah. Um, World building and immersion is our penultimate category. World building and immersion is our second category. We are on the category. I just want to listen to this Paul Bunyan tape. Episode 101. Once again, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. See, his jokes made him suffer. They did. I'm yeah. going to give it a five. This yeah. right down the line for me. Is it? It is. They did. I, I went back and I re after I finished the movie, I rewatched the scene where uh, Gina Davis gets shot in the head. That was on purpose. I understand, Fuck Jack. You. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me. You gave me, you shot me a look. Why well, did check and see? Yeah, okay. You can just have some fucking professionalism. Ah, it doesn't seem possible. Wouldn't no, be it's the first not. Time. Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went back and watched that scene, and that looks fantastic. Sure. And they don't. This is a judicious lack thereof movie for sure, but the succubus looks very good. I think the effects on her are are limited, though they might be, are pretty solid. Isn't a succubus okay. supposed to be like sexy though? I think this is just a witch. They're they're supposed to appear sexy. I think they're disguised. I think they're disguised. It's a hag. It's a hag. It's a hag. Yeah. The, okay. The, the hag. Succubus. Get it. I think that's what succubuses actually look like, and they're succubi. disguised as sexy. Oh, succubi. Succubuses. Jake, I was talking about multiple different species of succubuses. Succubuses? Like fishes. It's a bussin'. Succubusin. Fishes. It's succubus. Yeah, it, fishes is correct sometimes. Yes, I know. That's what I was talking about. Fuck you. It's a judicious lack thereof movie. The succubus looked good. The it's gunshot not a succubus. looked good. They didn't do that much else, and nor God, should they have. It's not more points than this because the editing takes it out of it but the, i think the sound design is also very good it's a five uh, mark wow that was that was you got winded um i'm all i just want to i'm so focused on this paul bunyan tape i went much higher i gave it a seven and a half um <laughs> you're right this is mostly judicious uh, like thereof 
the mise-en-scene is the reason mise- is the reason to draw of this movie. I don't speak French, so I can't really You're say You're doing phrase. a lot of French for this, dude. But my point is the the film they're shooting on, the shots they're making, the props, yeah. the yep. hairstyles, the outfits, that all counts as effects, and we have all agreed. Oh, and the even the fucking like yellow text scroll over shit during it's the perfect. intro. It's perfect. It's perfect. And the credit and that title so, card that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is so important to the overall feel of this movie. I think yes. I potted that into world building and immersion. I th- so I think you can put it into both. I think the choice to do that is goes into immersion, and then the actual like method by which they do that goes into effects. I think they and made a very good choice to build the world. They did it effectively, and there isn't any one part of it that is particularly bad, except for the one thing I'll circle in on is the chugging blood scene at the end is very clearly just like red corn syrup, which is itself yeah. a, a stylish choice, but but it's I, pretty I really sludgy. It like stuff. flows through that thing way too slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's some old blood. It's some it's <laughs> yeah that blood runs. Even cold, though you just you know saw her slit her wrist, yeah. I gave it a seven and a half. Jake? Uh, this one's also for you, John. Same reasons, higher score. <laughs> I gave it an eight. Boom! You know what's funny about that comment from John is that you two actually, I think, have your score, both have your scores written down in advance. We do. And I, I my scores. have literally yeah. never done that. I always just make them up right on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, when you said you said your score for effects at the beginning, and then you said it was a five at the end, and I had to go back to check to make sure the first time you said it was a five, and it was both times, which I'm pr- impressed. Thank There's you. Consistency within Jack within about twenty seconds of himself. Yeah, <laughs> which you, I mean, it's a long term memory keep the for pillow speaker. That's improvement. Yeah, yeah. It was I'm, an eight. I'm really back and forth on it was this an eight that I gave eight, which takes us to our overall category, which you should overall. Talk about. And it's, the overall category is it's the category called overall. It's called our final category. It's called <laughs> it's what did you give this final movie overall? category? Category. I gave it a six. And I think this is a little bit of a tilt down. I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than a six when I was watching it. But Oh, fuck. It, it, <laughs> Jake is spilling beer. Jake is currently trying to spill, trying to sip up overflowing beer. He's ruining our beautiful new studio. Yeah, it's beautiful. I oh, Jake, I spent a lot of time today fixing up the studio. It's pretty beautiful. Sorry, I'm going to tweet out a picture of it. Tell us more why this is a six, Jack. Oh, uh, okay. I Spilled did enjoy beer. the movie. I liked watching it. I do. I never intend to rewatch this movie. Uh, it's just not that. something I want to do. Mm. I think it suffers Sorry, a little bit from being in the same category as a lot of those old 70s and 80s movies of, yeah, it's a really cool and novel thing, and you did a great job taking that style. And then I don't want to revisit those, those movies either, yeah. Well, or you would just rewatch one of those. Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. But it is a quality film. It's well-made. I think that's inarguable. And it has some really cool shots. I just, it's not that much better than average to me. It's it's above average, but not by that much. Mark. Okay. I basically agree. I gave it exactly average, which is a five and a half. Um, wow. I I think a lot of what happens in this category, I mean, this is obviously where we apply the X factor. And as much as I like the stylistic choices of this one, I really, like Jack said, I can't go, I can't envision myself going back and seeing this anytime in the near future. I feel like I've, I've ridden that ride and I'm good now. Okay. On top of that, I feel like I personally need, I love the second act of this movie, but I need a good resolution to a movie in order for me to like want to go and see it again. That's a fair point. I need some like, I need 
some like narrative, you know, ends to be tied together and not just like fade to black, fade back in. Now you're in this new scenario type thing. Or if they do make a weird choice like that, I want it to be such a weird choice that you're like, what the fuck? Not just like a, oh, now I'm, now I'm blue balls to over here right exactly i mean i'm not sure i would have chosen those words exactly but to me i mean that leaves me the fact that it leaves me a little bit disappointed and the whole rise up is it's satisfying but it is still a slow burn and as a result i kind of in retrospect i did kind of find it to be a little bit of a chore so it's not a bad movie by any stretch i love what it looks like i love the fact that this movie exists i just don't particularly want to go back and watch it again so i gave it a five and a half yeah i'm really and really glad i did watch it yes Jake. Yeah, I mean, the fan of the slow burn horror gives it a seven. So there we go. I gave it the highest score, I think, for good reason. I mean, I'm the I'm the guy here, I think, who likes that slowest of burns yep. among the three of us. Uh, I agree with what Mark's saying. I agree with what you're saying, Jack. I I I don't know if I'd go as far as to say I won't watch this again. I think that that's strong phrasing. I could see myself watching this again, and I think what really I hone in on with this movie is that this is a really commendable and good authentic effort at recreating an entire era of the genre yep and for that it should be commended like i can't think of one that does it better than this in terms of capturing a specific part of horror history. no this nails it this is the best and still adds to it and that's why i think that it would be kind of doing it a disservice in that regard to give it a lower score but i do understand if someone's just the slow burn is either going to do it for you or it's not right yeah. And for me, it does. So that's why it's a higher score. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, boys, you know what that means. Jake, you've given it the highest score. Yeah. Mark, you give it the lowest score. Jake, why should you get drunk and watch this with your buddies? I think that this is a good movie to watch with your buddies because it is going to give you a chance to check out something that is wholly unique in terms of what's been created in really the last 30 years and let you talk about all of the effort that goes into recreating something like this. Like, look, you're looking at this as if it is a museum, right? Like, this is something that harkens back to a certain period of time. Yeah. And it does it really believably, and it does it justice, I think. And that's a cool thing. I don't know if I would recommend taking someone who's not necessarily into horror into this, holding their hand and being like, check this out. Just go back and watch something from the 70s or the 80s. Do that. But... For your buddies, who you're probably watching this with because you like horror, they're going to gain some appreciation out of the fact that this thing does it really, really well. And that is what this movie has going for it. I I like that argument. Mark? Uh, I mean, Jake said it perfectly. This movie is a museum. If you think it would be fun to get drunk with your buddies and go to a museum, then... That sounds you awesome. Watch it. it sounds fantastic and has provably been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I look, I don't have a lot of ground to argue on here. I actually, I think this is would be a really fun one to watch with a large group of people, so... Well, uh, you know what? And uh, luckily uh, for Jake, um, Mark, you've essentially conceded. And Ernie is, I think he might be lost in the mail. He's on his way back from Colorado, again. they tell me. But I haven't seen anything yet. Again. Again. Yeah. Why do we keep sending him to fucking Colorado? We should start our own thing here. This is ridiculous. We're paying exorbitant fees and shipping. We I mean, he weighs like 350 pounds. The amount of power Ernie takes alone is frankly oh, shocking. Christ. So there's just I look, had to that, wire that like a no special uh, a special outlet in my wall specifically to plug him in and he Yeah, it's a four pronger, fire. man. It's like a fucking dryer. Look, we had to go down to fucking Colfax Avenue and get a black market capacitor just to yeah, make the thing roll, work. They roll down the window for you. <laughs> Slide You're a just trying to go to a concert there. and then you got to go off on a side mission just to make <laughs> Ernie work. And it's God bullshit. help you if he's in your car when you're going 88 miles an hour cuz that dude will capacitate flux. 
<laughs> in any case, he's not here to make the fucking decision, so I am. No. And uh, Jake, you win. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> this is bullshit. No, we all we all agreed. This is a yeah. this is an interesting one. It's a fun one. It is that museum style, and I would caution someone who doesn't like slow burn horror. Really stoked John suggested it for us, though. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, John. That's a great watch. I'm happy I finally had a chance to see it. Totally. Which, just to clarify, just because you suggested a movie doesn't mean we're not going to make fun of you. We'll we'll probably revisit that next week. All right, it feels like just about time to get out of here, and I not can finally go quite. track down these Paul Bunyan tapes. Oh. No, not quite yet, oh. Jack. Stonewall. No. He stonewalled no. you. He we have a surprise. Stonewall. We have a surprise third segment for our listeners this week. It's been oh. about a year since we did our last fantasy things draft. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> Almost oh. to the day, dude. I, we brought that up maybe four total times. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, the, the nominal aphasia thing has come up a couple times. Uh, look, we're going to recap pick. 2017's picks, what we did right, what we did wrong, sure. and then jump okay. into three more picks from each of us for the 2018 And listeners, like, season. tally it up. Like, let us know how we're doing here. Keep track. Start by oh, explaining it. because I'm track. St- it's going to be impossible. Keep track. I'm still not convinced I understand what this is. Well, this is from a um, sports podcast you listen to? Yes. It is. It's a pretty blatant ripoff of the Solid Verbal. Great college football podcast. You should go listen Great to them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if, if you're, you're like a fan of college football. If you like college football, it is my personal favorite. I highly recommend it's the them. Best. They have it, not it really is like the only one, too, that I've actually been able to find. But in any case. Well, false. It abso- yeah. I, I will bet you <laughs> it any not. amount of anything that it's not the only college football podcast. Hey, Mark, I'll bet you dollars to donuts <laughs> it's not. I will not take that bet. Does that expression mean that donuts cost a dollar, or that donuts that cost more, means, but less they than use a dollar? Facetiously on that podcast, deep cut joke uh, right there. Okay, just to explain it, Mark. I still don't get it. It's fine. Uh, we're drafting concepts that pertain to the horror genre or our podcast, or frankly, whatever the hell you want. As if it, if it comes up on our podcast, it counts as a fantasy point if you have that thing. Let's, Interesting. Uh, Maybe it'll make more sense if we recap what you, I'm pretty sure, drunkenly chose last year. Whoa. And I did it on the fly last year, as I will be this year. I had no idea. I just picked him on the spot. I like, uh, uh, we got this. We got this. It's going to be good. Okay, go. here we Get go. Loose. Jack, your trio, your yeah, trio buddy. from 2017 were uh, Horror Trope Redirect, A to Z Horror Cast Nominal Aphasia, which I think good scored one. you quite a few points and uh yeah, she's might be been the dead for 10 years as a trope wow. so a strong jack, pick we gotta but... recap jack so the first one i got no fucking clue what that means as third, i recall third one is i think it was nonsense obvious. at the time as well very <laughs> obvious but not a big like money play because you're not going to see it very often sure it could it's very it, it will happen yeah definitely will second happen. one is a volume play fastball that was my money pick yeah yep Okay. Yeah. As I recall, the first one was when they are when a, a filmmaker is very clearly aware of the trope and is trying to subvert it. Okay. By exposing you to it. Okay. Right. But then That's does like something the different to shit, conclude. Man. It. That's impossible to argue. <laughs> but uh, as as my my memory's hazy at best, so. Let me ask you this: Did we watch any movies that had the been dead for ten years or hasn't worked here for ten years or whatever trope? I think I think it came up once. Cool. I think I got a single one, and I don't wow. remember what it was from. Wow. I'm willing to give you some some substantial points for that. I don't feel like it's that common. I feel like it's kind of made fun of more frequently than it's actually used. Yeah, yeah it was an episode of Friends. It. Like, yeah, I would say that that's absolutely correct. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but it overall, is one of my favorite tropes. It is one of my favorite tropes. Overall, Jack, I'm arbitrarily assigning you third place. Um, 
Good well, work. You got I the bronze, disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I can't argue well, with it, but I disagree. Going. He's giving himself the gold. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not true because because Jake had a play that was surprisingly good. I'm gonna go better with mine than right nominal now. aphasia. Uh, nominal aphasia. You can have volume plays, but it's just worthless. Obviously, we're all gonna have nominal aphasia. I had the single piano key score in. That's trailers. a good one. That's a great one. That's a good one. Yeah. Comedians not known for horror ding. doing horror movies. And that didn't Jack do as complaining much about HUD would. details and found footage movies. Now, that third one's obviously a volume play. That happened almost every single time there was any on-camera footage. The, <laughs> the problem was we just didn't review that many. It, yeah, that's part of it. Here's the other well, thing and, that and was kind of like, fascinating. Movies like, the, movies like The Blair Witch forego the HUD, right? Because they, they, they know. There was well, a HUD on the screen that she was using for the drone. Yes, there was. And it looked dumb. It did. That's not what drone HUDs look like. Ah, look, proprietary software. So here's the thing, though. Sure. So I'll just I'll just breeze right by this one. The comedians not known for horror doing horror movies. I thought that was going to be a trend. It turned out to not be a trend. That did not come up. Sure. Turned out to all. just be Jordan sure. Peele. <laughs> well, it was Jordan Peele. But when we did this, it was also on the heels of uh, the neighbor or whatever that movie was with Bill Ingvall randomly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a thing. I was wrong. Yo, was we got Key in the new Predator movie. Yeah. Okay. So I got it's too one bad. Point. That's not during Mark's year. Yeah, it's not during his year. That's the <laughs> he problem. brought right Damn play, it. wrong year. That was a high risk, high reward yeah. play. Yep. Uh, the single piano key. I'm kind of actually upset about because I feel like there. 2017 was the was, was the, the year. year of the single piano key. I guess I'm saying that wrong. 2016 was the year of the single piano key trailer. You know what I'm talking about? It's like just the bing, bing. Bing, oh yeah! Throughout the entire oh, yeah. trailer, and it's just like whatever high C, whatever key that is. It immediately stopped as soon as I made this pick. There <laughs> no, were, there were a couple. I, of I was them. keeping track of it. I was keeping diligent track of it, and there were maybe two movies that fell into this. And and even I'm those ones surprised. were messing with it, right? It was a single, yeah. uh, like p- uh, violin chord. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it was over. a horror trope redirect, right? Ooh, hey, shit! <laughs> I get credit for those picks. You still get the bronze. So apparently. not uh, not great for me, but I still got the silver. Jake, you had the yeah. gold medal trio. Woo. I still disagree with bronze. Yeah. Of uh, well, I'm going to start with your weakest one. Post horror as a term. Yeah, didn't end up coming up. Nothing happened. With you it. used that more than anyone else, as far as well, I can tell. I tried to perpetuate. To point, it. I used it sarcastically a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so points. <laughs> yes. Um, clowns. Uh, but we specifically exempted it from this. Correct. And there were one or two. So those two picks, not very good. Those two picks, not very good. Not great. Clowns, I mean, clowns happen. That gets you some points. That's just going to, like, cash in. That's a good, steady performer. That's like the stock that you buy that you know is going to get you some money. Good, steady performer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Your first overall pick, which was also kind of your swing for the fences pick, was Larry Larry Fessenden in name or in person. I don't know why you had to differentiate those two things. The fess was in everything. That dude gets so much work. <laughs> I think ultimately the reason the reason you won the this, fest. I don't really give a shit about our scoring system because it is entirely yeah. arbitrary. But yeah. you won this as soon as I played the game until dawn, and he was in it. If yeah. you were in a fucking video game, <laughs> Larry, Larry Fessenden in a video game with fucking Rami Malek and Britney Snow, then I think you win. You win. You take the yeah, whole year. Look in name or look, in person. Look, see, it's it was important. a good pick. It was oh, a good fucking hell. Thank you, pick. thank you. I'll take my yeah. <sighs> so now on we're doing to 2018. On to 2018. 
We're retiring those. We're going on so, to 2018. How does that dictate the draft order? I believe that we do this like we would in any draft, where third place goes first, and then we snake it. So Jack, Mark, Jake, Jake, Mark, Jack, Jack, yep, Mark, Jake. Okay. That sounds All good. Right. Jack, you're up first. Snake it. All right, I'm, I'm picking one here that uh, I don't particularly love. I think there have been very few instances of it done correctly. Well, and good job with the Jack, first overall pick. It's Jack, trend- Jack, it- Jack, Jack, I'm going to ask you to pause for one second. The pick is in. It's trending upwards, and historically, if it's a thing I don't like and it's trending upwards, that means I'm in for another year of it. Okay. Haunted Dolls, they're back for some reason, and I don't love it, and I want it to stop, but I think it's going to be another year of Haunted Doll movies. Okay. We will see. Is this trending it's upward? Be... What is the trend you're seeing? I don't the last Haunted Doll movie that came out was the Chucky movie like four months ago. Well, no, the the one the one from I believe it was now last month's HRR was the newest. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Oh, we had the oh, other oh, the yeah. creepy the, doll the, that the has a name, Jake, that you you know about. Whatever that creepy doll is that they changed Robert, the name of for some reason. But it's Robert the doll. Yeah, Robert the doll had a movie about it come out. Okay, in January last year. So this is a dangerous first overall. It, it's I'm saying, and, and okay. this is based on. I understand me. what you're saying. When there's a thing that irritates me, I'm typically in for I have another a pick year. That of it. Is shockingly similar to this okay in terms of timeliness so we'll see <laughs> okay haunted, okay haunted marionettes gonna come up later uh, <laughs> yeah okay in the but interest of keeping pick. things moving with the second overall pick uh this has been something that has been on my radar since i think the first movie that i noticed that did it was mother mother exclamation point mother yes i am choosing the pre-trailer trailer this is the three-second-long... Yeah, that's a fucking no, amazing No, it's the... not, because this is a guaranteed... This is a cheat. No, 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 no you, dude, you have gonna get, to do it there, now. There's going to be more doll movies than there are going to be movies that have pre-trailer trailers. Only I mean, the big movies be like, have There's, this. honestly, I think four or five It's like, how many big year? movies come out a year? This is a constraint pick, but it's going to... This is the safe stock bet. Like, okay. This is, yep. Yeah. Okay, because right, and, I mean, and he's just making sure he gets some Mark, were you too drunk to remember why I told you... I told you why this happens. Uh, because, well, uh, yeah, but you did tell me why it happens. I remember why. I still think it's kind of a bullshit reason. <laughs> for for the listener, th- this happens because you can skip YouTube ads after five seconds. So they're trying to get something in there in that five seconds that interests you before you skip but, through. And then they the start the trailer is, in earnest. The thing is, the YouTube ad is never the whole trailer. If they're going to show you the U- the trailer, they're going to show you the whole trailer. They never... the thing you see in the youtube ad is never the mini trailer and then the full trailer it's always just the full trailer correct it has never worked uh, that's why i find these so baffling <laughs> i think it works sometimes this is this is absolutely like a guaranteed to get you like what there's like one or two of these a month yep Unless one or two a like month sept- minimum yep september october yeah and then you get like seven because it's i think you guys time. are being very generous i'm gonna be flabbergasted if i get over 10 that's well, going to be that's a terrible if, if this if I get over 10 that means this thing caught fire cuz there were maybe like 4 this year. There well, there were that, so you're, many you're, this year. I don't know. You are simply incorrect. I don't know how that is your first overall pick if you don't believe in it, but okay. Jake, I'm just you got to believe you. in your first overall pick like I do. Mine is shockingly similar to Mark's actually. It has to do with trailers. With the third overall pick of the 2018 A to Z horror. Jingle jingle jingle. Draft, the jingle that Jake Jake's did. pick is in cuz I watched drafts like a I am picking a trailer type thing. 
This is a pick that is the over 122nd trailer. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Volume play, gentlemen. Volume play. And yeah, also, like me, something Every you hate that them. you're bound to experience more of. Mother of fuck. Trailers are too long these days. They give you every single scare yep. that is in their movie. Yep. For yep. a 90-minute Especially... movie, a two-minute trailer is roughly 2% of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and to be to be fair, I put I, I I started at 90 seconds and I was like, that's asinine, Jake. What the fuck are you doing? So I put it at 120. 120 is actually like a surprisingly hard benchmark to actually reach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we're seeing it a shocking amount of times, and I'm feeling like the trend is just gonna keep going in that direction. It infuriates me, but we'll see. We do this every I'll month. I'll tell you, I'm excited to track this one because I don't know what yeah. the I want to. I want to. I don't have a good intuition as to what like the benchmark actually is for what seems. Like I a long yeah, period. I'm interested too. Like, what is our average here, right? Because I feel like I we get the occasional three minute and thirty second long trailer. Oh my fucking! And God. they're the worst. I they're want, I want worst. thirty second teaser. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with, I, I like the pick. I hate the cool. trend. I like the pick. So we're snaking this shit. So it's back to me, right? Yep. Okay, Whatever. this one is this one is more of the one that I'm. This is kind you, of like you. You're ordering the draft like one of us might pick something the other ones didn't. It's yeah. entirely possible. Or whatever. it is entirely possible. So this one is like your first pick, Jack. Where I'm not sure if this trend is going to live through this year, but I think that we have not seen the end of it. I think that it's going to continue to have some legs. Uh, it's very very hot right now. I think we're going to see throughout this year of whatever 2018 bridging to 2019 is fourth overall pick my second pick 80s nostalgia Ooh, it's still big that is bold it is still big and to be it clear is fading though you're talking I don't believe so yet you're talking both the childhood wistful 80s nostalgia of your it's i'm and talking your... movies that are clearly 80s but but also you're, you'd be talking about the movie we reviewed today or would that count towards what you're thinking about? I, no, it would. Because this okay. movie took place in the 80s and it was filmed in a... But there, we, we talked about how there are different kinds of nostalgia, but you're talking about yes. any kind. Yes. I mean, a movie that just came out that I actually haven't seen yet, but I'm going to, is the summer of 84. Like, these movies are all over the place right now. We could keep going and going and going. Stranger Things is probably the biggest one out there right now. Yeah, I don't think you get credit for the next season of Stranger Things. Okay, we can we can remove that. It's one announced because we right? all know that it's been announced. That's yeah. fine. That is fine. We can also no, never mind. Okay. Yeah. No, just that one. That one gets removed. <laughs> nothing else. I still think that Asian nostalgia is going to continue to be big. What I would like to add to that is if you're not, this does not include movies that are vaguely constructed in terms of when they are set, but sure, they have sure, sure, like sure. a lot of synthy score and neon. Right. Does not count. You need eighties actually nostalgia. happen in the eighties. Makes I sense. still think that's going to keep happening because people making films right now grew up in the 80s. Yeah, I see why your pick's like my pick. It's it's a it's yeah. a bold one. We'll see. It's a bold one. Mark, we're back to you. Okay. Uh, this is my volume play, unlike my last one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are probably going to get mad at me, but I swear to God I wrote this down before we watched the movie we just reviewed. And obviously I don't get points for uh, House of the Devil. Right. This pick the movie that is, came out in 2009. <laughs> this pick is... Very suspicious, suspicious usage of based on a true story. This is obviously, I mean, look, sure. we all yeah. hate this, and I want to start like really hammering this home. You can't just put based on a true story on every. If you make a Lizzie Borden movie, I'm fine. If you put based on a true story on it, 
if you yeah. make strangers you also don't need do, to pray at night, you cannot put based on a true story or based on true events at the beginning of that bullshit. It's strangers based on true events. One time somebody was murdered at a house somewhere. Dude, you haven't even seen Strangers 2. We talked about this when you were in Costa Rica. Sorry. Strangers 2 is even worse. It says, based on true events, <laughs> it is even less like the true events that the first movie was even based on. There was a there was a person that wore a mask one time that killed somebody. Maybe. <laughs> Jesus it's a, Christ. It's preposterous. I, I, I like that pick a lot because that happens too much. I do think it's happening less and less, which is good for the genre, but it's still happening too much. And should be yep. called the fuck out when it does happen. Look, my my second pick here. This is my volume play. This is this is my money maker right here. This is not based on horror movies. This is based solely on the podcast. The listener won't even be privy to how much this happens because I leave it in very very infrequently. Every now and again, it, it's a I stinger. Hope it's Jack forgets to edit something out. Oh, Ooh, that'd be a strong play. Maybe I'll change it to that. And, no, and no, 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 no. He can rig the system. I'm not. I'm not picking that. Okay, I'm not picking that. I'm picking. The A to Z I'm picking, goes to shit. I'm picking something Mark does with the full knowledge that he could think about it and not do it anymore. I just don't think he's physically capable of it. I know what this is already. I, I am talking about Mark during some kind of break yeah. singing the song Indian, Ra- Indian Reservation by Paul Revere and the Raiders. I actually <laughs> because, take that back. Oh, you thought this, I was is, this is going to be. Uh, look, uh, look, Jack, I'm going to tell you this is a volume pick. Yeah, it yeah. is a volume pick, and you know you now. cannot do it, but you are physically incapable. I think because uh, every time I go to get a beer or whatever, I come back and I sit down at the table. I just hear through like my headphones across the room. So proud to live. It's a jam, <laughs> it's, dude. I mean, it's every time. Now I have kind of screwed myself because that's more work for me. I think this I'm is gonna the have to absolute definition of not a jam. <laughs> every time you're gonna have to do it, but I, I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna be a lot. Uh, yeah, you're going to get a lot of points from that because I yep. refuse to back down. <laughs> <laughs> that was Roll part of my play. That was part of my down. play. Now, Jake, what did you think I was talking Don't about? Don't worry about it. Are you going to pick it? Maybe. Okay. That's the only reason I'll accept you not telling me. Okay, my Jake, last because one. we have a convoluted snake draft, it's still your pick. Yeah, my last one. It's not a volume pick. Frankly, I, I'm a little concerned about this pick because... I'm un- I I think that for this to be a good pick I would have to be it, it's it's hard for there to be this that's going to happen and us not to be aware of it right now. Oh shit. Yeah, that's I'm I'm picking salad. I'm picking a horror franchise that splits off trying to create a new series, right? I'm talking your Annabelles and or the nun Damn, from the conjuring. Dude. I'm talking an existing horror universe that's trying to split off in a contiguous universe a new franchise. That's reserved that- for the tippy top. That's what I'm picking. That's a cash cow move. Is it? I I, I mean, I don't. Question. And, and I, we would have known of any. Like we we know of some. So why did you pick it? Because I think it's going to happen again. I think there's going to be some big announcements with regards to we'll it. See. So so do you get credit for uh, the Stranger Things spinoff that is inevitable? I mean, yes. They have Have they announced one? The eleven currently? One? No, yeah, because it, it also that one failed miserably. Everybody fucking hated yeah. That, that was episode. a fucking. We all know about the story now. Yeah, I still like think they're going to do it. I'm pretty sure they're still going to do it and just make it happen. Well, I get credit for it then because it's not presently announced. Correct. Okay. Okay. <sighs> That's my last pick. Oh, I sneezed. That takes it to my last one. This is this is a pick out of love because this is one of my favorite things that movies can do in general or, or TV series can do. Uh, but they don't is frequently because it is kind of expensive. Be from uh, the 90s. 
<laughs> Anything from the 90s. No, uh, this pick is licensed contrapuntal music. So this is basically where you have a licensed song playing during a climax of a horror movie or whatever uh, that is, you know, think about like Walking on Sunshine or whatever playing over some type of massacre scene. It's the it's music that is happy schmappy and then there's like crazy violence happening in the background. You see this from time to time, but it's not particularly common. I like the pick, and also sometimes the reverse happens. Not often in horror, but like I'm thinking of that Gears of War trailer, the first Gears of War game that was set to Mad World, the Gary Jules oh, cover. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Like that—that that, that's, that's just, a contrapuntal that's song. That's just music. That's just licensed music. I'm talking specifically think, about licensed music that is of the opposite vibe from what they're going for. The, the what they were going for was like badass actiony stuff happening, and they were playing a plinky piano acoustic cover of a tears for fears oh, okay, song yeah that's fair. i think that's, that's contrapunctal yeah, yeah okay well it'll come back up maybe over the course of the next year all right all right jake mr irrelevant pick over here mr irrelevant but this could be another volume play i don't know like i actually had another pick that i was going to take until jack selected what i thought and you gave me I an erroneous fist bump you well, took back your fist bump with your it. eyes now i have to select yeah because you, you took didn't. your fist bump back with your eyes you dick i know so i'm gonna select my pick and then i'm gonna tell you what i was going to what i have written down here i'll tell you that and which what's gonna get a lot of points the, the one, one that's gonna pick. get a lot of points is the one i don't select oh uh, guaranteed i don't think so so with the final pick of the draft another volume play is Mark confuses Jake and Jack names. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I have two volumes. And as boys. physically incapable as Mark is of not singing Indian Reservation yeah. by Paul Revere and the Raiders, yeah. he is less capable of not He's confusing our names. He just doesn't that. know who we are. And hey, you know what? On the bright side is if for some reason he corrects, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, we, he gets. Point, he finally knows know us. He's addressing. Yeah. That's a win-win. We talk at like a mile a minute, and you guys have basically the same name. I don't. I feel like this is unfair. This is a rule that is explicitly limiting my. Oh, uh, you guys suck. Whatever. That was the final. Pick <laughs> I mean, it's of a good draft. pick. It, it's the, an objectively good pick. Thank you, thank you. So, for the record, what I was going to pick before that whole thing happened and sparked some things inside of me, uh, I was going to take wow. something. We're not that, talking about sexual histories. I had dubbed the Great American Dystopia. I'm kind of happy I didn't pick that now, but I felt like with the final pick of the draft, I could have gone for a swing for the fences type thing. And there have been movies coming out right now, like horror should replicate what the societal fears are. And right now, our fears as a society, at least in terms of American horror movies, are our own shortcomings, inadequacies, yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is a perfect year for more of that to come out. However, I, I just could not resist the volume play. You, you did it right. And also, I so, think that the the horror reflecting the social fear of the era is more of a thing from before horror was as mainstream as it is now. I don't know about that. Like, there's, no, I still feel like there's mainstream, and then there's, I mean, that movie, that will absolutely still happen. Sure, but, like, we're not in the era, like, there's an era of monster movies. There's an era of zombie but movies. No, there's an that, era of not, slashers. There's, but it's not that simple, though. Right. Okay. It's not that simple. Like when you first have like each of these different generations of horror, you can boil down to that or you can talk about what that actually means. Oh, no, right? no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, and those those eras are dependent on what the societal fear of the time. Right. Was. So it's and not like, oh, it's monsters. Right. No, no. I, I totally get that. But okay. what I'm saying is since I'm, 
let's say the 90s, there hasn't, I don't think there's been a definable, this is the era of the blank kind of horror movie. There hasn't been a... I think it's gotten a little bit harder because it's gotten with the age of the internet, it's gotten a lot more convoluted. Yeah. But I think that one of the things that you can point out, like in the aughts, is going to be the... I mean, honestly, not even the aughts since then has been the pervasion of technology and what that means for us. Sure. So it was a slightly risky pick, and I'm happy I didn't take it. It would have been interesting to talk about. Yeah, but I'm not going to I mean, I wrote it down as you chickened out of picking it, so we'll weigh in on it in August of 2019. Yeah, we will. If it's guaranteed to get a shitload of points. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because Great American Dystopia. <laughs> Yeah, we might weigh in on it from the Great American Dyspo- Dystopia. We we may, may we we may we it's, may. It's time to go. I'm gonna go listen to this Paul Bunyan tape. Fuck oh, you guys. Jesus Christ! This has been the episode number 101. 101. We're in the hundreds. Hard to say. 101 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to a to z or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That is Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are right down there in the description below for you. As always, you guys should give us a like, give us a rating, review us on that phone. I'm sure you're listening to this podcast on right now. And hey, pass it along to somebody you know who likes horror or just likes humor. Believe it or not, that helps a whole hell of a lot. The music has been coming at you from Super Fair, like always. Hey, remember, they just had a new track come out. Go on over and check out their channel. You can find it right there. It's down there in the description below as well. And next week for episode 102, we're going to be coming at you with another one of this run of listener-selected picks. This time it's Ty, Evil Dead Remake 2013. Going to be coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. We're doing doing a beer beer trade. Shut the fuck up. CW Swapigans over here. God, can we just swap beers that you fucking getting all up in my business about it? (laughs) Asshole.